So let's uh, turn now to the individuals who have been part of those leading their communities in taking a stand against uh, the looting and the violence that we have been seeing. Let me welcome to the conversation Titi Mba. He is an entrepreneur and also one of those that is supporting the efforts in Soweto. Uh, Good morning, Titi. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Morning, Kathy. Thanks for having me and good morning to all your listeners. At which point did you begin to see that this was going to be a, a situation that as members of the community, you need to come together to prevent it from further spreading? Because we know that Soweto has been hard hit, some areas of, of Soweto being very hard hit. So Monday, I think for me, was a defining moment because mm. I just saw how quickly this thing was spreading. Mm. Um, this thing started over the weekend, if you can remember, in KZN. So we were watching stories of people looting and it went all the way to town. I think on Sunday, that's when everything started spreading sporadically in town, in and around town. And then on Monday, I mean, so it was highly affected and everyone else was just looting everything and anything else. And I'd, I'd like to commend people like Ntlantlalax, who is a young man, very brave, who was at the forefront of mobilizing uh, the community and, and, the, and the SAPS and the soldiers to come mm. uh, through. So uh, Monday evening, there was an unfortunate shootout between um, the community and some unknown uh, people who were trying to get access into Maponya Mall. And through Ntlantlalax's leadership, um, that was uh, able to be contained on Monday Monday evening. Mm. And so Tuesday morning, I went there uh, in support and we rallied the community to come out. And I think the Pimville community, I must commend them for their loyalty towards their own community because they realized that Mm. Maponya Mall is the only mall that was still standing in Soweto and they were not going to allow their heritage of Dr. Richard Maponya to be burned to the ashes just like that. This shootout that took place between some of those that, you know, we we have now come to know, uh, you've mentioned in Tlantlalax and these elements in, in the community, was that anticipated at all? I mean, did did you have a sense that you are, as you take up, as you take this position, you are also standing up against people that are armed? Yeah, absolutely. So... The fortunate thing is that there was a lot of intelligence on the ground and Ntlanta was able to coordinate the SAPS and, and the law enforcement agencies and alert them of the threat that was um, spreading across the township. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness that uh, that was done because uh, if, if it wasn't that, we wouldn't have had enough uh, firepower to be able to uh, stop these looters from trying to get, gain access into Maponya Mall on Monday evening. So due to Ntlanta's leadership and and his foresight, um, he was able to bring in the right uh, forces and the right legal uh, agencies to become to become part of the force um, in, in, in stopping them. And I mean, so far, so good. We've been able to uh, secure Maponya Mall. We've been able to protect it. No one has looted it as yet. And there's a lot of police presence. There's a lot of army presence, community presence. Yesterday, uh, on Tuesday, we also had the Deputy Minister of uh, State Security, Zizukota, come out. Fikilem Balula was there. Uh, um, the Minister of Justice, uh, Ronald Lamula, was there. I think also the Minister of Communications. They were out there to address the community. But the sad part is that government has been quiet all this time, and it's only now that they're coming out in numbers to try and address the community. Mm-hmm. People are angry out there. People are tired. People are sick and tired of promises that are not uh, fulfilled. And in as much as we don't condone, I personally don't condone the looting, 
the frustrations are understandable. It's the manner in which we are addressing the frustrations that I have an issue with because we are shooting ourselves in the arm as a black society. Now, a lot of our grandmothers and grandfathers can't get medication because it's been looted. They can't get simple items like bread and milk because there's nowhere to buy. Now they have to spend money traveling to wherever in other Mm. suburbs and townships to be able to get a simple necessity like bread and milk. So I hope this is a lesson for all of us as South Africans. This was long overdue. It was going to come. It was a bomb just waiting to explode, and it's exploded. And what I'm pushing now is the hashtag, let's build South Africa together. I'm a brand uh, South Africa uh, player party ambassador, and I'm encouraging all of us to let's go clean up this mess. It doesn't help for us to point fingers at each other. It's time to fix the solutions, address the issues, and move forward as a country so that we can reclaim the Rainbow Nation glory that we all are part of. Titi, I'm going to ask you to stay on the line. Let me welcome uh, to the show Nkiyanse Mundlanambata, who is a member of the Alex community. Good morning to you, and thank you for your time this morning on The Talking Point. Thank you so much, Katie. Um, and hello, Titi. Hi, hi. Yes, Talk to me about your particular community, and it, it is a bit, it is a bit loud where you are. I'm not sure if you're able to move a little bit away from uh, from that crowd. But give us a sense of how the coming together of communities there has taken place. Alex, again, being one of the areas that has been hardest hit. I'm going to try my best to move away from the people, although we have a number of the community of Alexandra who came out to actually give, uh, to lend a hand to bringing back the dignity of Alexandra. Um, we came as a community of Alexandra. We came together and said we want to bring back the dignity of Alex. So we came in numbers. We are here at Pens Africa Mall where we started in the morning around 7 o'clock and we were just on the road to cleaning, cleaning, cleaning our streets. Um, that's what we've been doing since morning. Mm, mm. Yeah. What, what has this destruction meant for the people of Alex? Yeah, no, it really, it really meant so much because as T. Timber was saying, that we also, the, the Alex, um, Alex Plaza was looted as well. And it's really inconvenient. Um, we're talking about our grandmothers who would come to the store. It was closer for them to come to the malls. Now they're not going to be able to do that. They also get their attention just right here at the Sasa. Mm-hmm. It's no longer. We have LXFM that was also looted. Um, so we don't have a community radio station in the community. If you want to take the message out there, to now you have to go to Rivonia, where Alex Stem is right now. So all of this is just uh, inconvenient. Like it inconveniences the whole lot of people. Are actually working on to to bring back the pride, mm-hmm. to bring back and for the the the. the, the, the the shop owners to see that we are with them and hopefully they'll also get their businesses up and running very soon. Nkiyase, are you confident that this is the end of the, the, the looting, that this is the end of the unrest and the violence? Kathy, um, I will tell you something. If you start doing something uh, in three days, if you repeat something in three days' time, it means that you've injected something in yourself. So these people are already now gone used to to the looting but i think as people as united as we are right now uh, we can make that difference 
So I, I would really believe with the faith that I have that this is the last. And they'll also see that, um, I mean, the same people that looted us, also the people that used to buy in all those shops. Mm. So they'll see the inconvenience that they have done. Now they have to take taxis to go to the nearest mall, which is outside Alexandra. So it's really, it's really so sad. We have um, the only one mall that was not looted is Alex Mall. And we really thank the community for standing together uh, for that not to happen. We're going to continue our conversation with Ngiyase, uh, who is a member of the Alex community, Titi Mbao, also uh, speaking on behalf of those that have taken the stand in Soweto. It's 11.30. Let's take you to Luanda, who's standing by with your latest news headlines. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue our conversation with members of communities that have been taking a stand against protecting the infrastructure, at least that which has not been looted and ensuring that it is guarded at all times and really trying to speak against the elements that are inciting this looting. Uh, T.T. Mbai is an entrepreneur, a member of the Protect Maponya Mall Initiative. Ngiyase is a member of the Alex community. Titi, let me come back to you and perhaps talk about the kind of information that it is taking to uh, effectively protect uh, the, the, the mall and Maponya Mall in this instance. You told us about intelligence that you had been gathering with, yeah. from within the community. As it stands, are you confident that this is going to be the end, that there will be no further disruption? Yes, I am 100% confident uh, because we've got the buy-in of the most important people around this issue, the community. Mm. The community have vowed that they realize, some of these people have realized the mistake that they've made in the sense that it's now having a negative ripple effect on the rest of the economy. Mm. But the other thing I want to address, um, it's all well and good that we are now cleaning up these malls and we're getting them back to where they're supposed to be. But the real issues must be addressed here. Um, we as citizens and community members are protecting these malls. Where are these companies that have got uh, contracts to protect these malls in terms of security? We need to look deeper into that and make sure that going forward, we employ security services of companies that are in the community who have got the same capability and capacity to protect these malls, just like what we're doing at the moment. So the mall management um, uh, processes of, of procurement need to change where you need to have a significant um, um, a number of uh, uh, suppliers or service providers that actually reside in the community because mm-hmm. they've got a vested interest. They live in those communities. Don't come give the contract to some white company that will employ the same people that actually reside in the communities. Let's empower our own people to be able to become business people and actually contribute meaningfully to the township economy. That's my biggest gripe at the moment. So, 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 so what, are, what are you saying, TT? Are you saying that private security companies abandoned their role and 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 to what extent can they be held accountable given the fact that at some point um you know the, the, the there is that line between the the role of of the local police and the role of private security especially so, in situations where there is public unrest in particular Hundred mm. percent. All I'm saying is that we haven't seen much of them in the forefront. We've been seeing a lot of community members taking uh, uh, the liberty to be able to take a risk of their own lives to go protect 
uh, more like Maponyamo, for example. Mm. I haven't seen a lot of uh, security uh, uh, vans out there with different brands that have got contracts in the different uh, shops at Maponya Mall. I haven't. We've been seeing a lot of community members, we've been seeing the SAPS and the Army. Mm. But it leads back to the community frustration of saying, why do you guys procure the services of people that do not even reside in the community? We've got a lot of security uh, companies in the townships that are qualified and capable of actually running the security business in the townships because they actually live there. Do you, do you get a sense that the security companies have abandoned this infrastructure? Well, well, we don't know where they are. I can't speak on their behalf, you know. Mm. I can only speak on, on, on the interests of the community. I can only speak on what I see when I'm there. Mm. I can only speak on, 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 on the actions that we have taken as community members to do something about this. Otherwise, Maponyamol would be looted as well at this point. All right. It would have long been looted. Mm. All right. Let, let me thank you both for coming on to the show. Titimba, an entrepreneur. And we also have Ngiyase uh, Mondana Mbata. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I'm so sorry. Ngiyase Mondlana Mbata, and she's a member of the Alex community. I'm seeing these live pictures coming to us at this hour uh, from that state president visit in KwaZulu Natal. Let me take you to the state security minister, Ayanda Dlodlo, who is in picture right now. To avert it's all over the media, but it's just that there are things that I really cannot talk to you about. But what I will assure you is that we are here to work for the people of this country. Minister Simpoe Makanya from the SABC News. Can you now, Minister, reassure our citizens in this part of the world, KwaZulu-Natal and Gauteng, that you have your ducks in a row now. There will be stability in the country. There will be stability in the country. It might not be exactly today, but in time we are working towards that. With the information that we have at hand and all of that which we are trying to build, bring into the fore in terms of community people who give us information and work with us and assist, including assisting the army and the police. Everything really is coming to the fore now. It, it appears, Minister, that uh, these incidences have been well planned. Uh, looking at the damage that has, been, that has been caused, is this your view as well? I, it is my view. It is my view that it was planned and it was planned over a bit of time. But, you know, sometimes criminals will hijack legitimate issues that are being raised by people. But sometimes it is also the people who also instigate some of these issues that we're trying to see today. Minister, there are reports and there are those who are saying that this was part of the coup. Whether you believe that or not, what is your view as the Minister of State Security? I, I have no indication before me that actually says this was part of a coup. So I cannot make a reckless statement like that to reduce this into a coup or a non-coup. All that I have to do is to collect information, collate it, and ensure that the information is properly analyzed. I'm not going to be taken by emotions. Emotions in the intelligence work do not have a place. So we will deal with issues based on the information that we have and that which we gather, and then be able to give a clear analysis of what is happening. But as of now and here, I cannot say that this is a coup. It would be very disingenuous and irresponsible of me to make such pronouncements when I really do not have information at hand that has points to evidence in that regard. Your intelligence services have been accused of being too invested in factional battles of the ANC to such an extent that at times they are unable to carry 
carry out their duties. Your critics are saying, even on this instance, your members were heavily involved in other things, not necessarily looking after the safety of the country. No, but to be honest with you, I do not have proof of that. There is no evidence to suggest that currently serving members were part of this thing. I would really reject that with the contempt with which it deserves. We have got men and women that work for this country to ensure that our citizens sleep at night, knowing very well that we'll be gathering information to hand, off, to hand over to law enforcement agencies and ensure that our people are protected. So I reject with the contempt that it deserves any assertion that currently serving members of SSA are part of this. Thank you, right, thank you very much, Minister. That's uh, Minister of uh, State Security, Minister Ayanda Jojo, reiterating the statement that she has. All right, so there you have it then. That's the latest from Minister Ayanda Jojo, who is out in KwaZulu-Natal. So this motorcade or this uh, delegation keeps moving from one part to another. So they started off in Durban, not quite sure where they are right now, but uh, the president seems to be making his way to different points that have been affected by the violence. Okay, uh, let me take a couple of your calls. Uh, let me first begin in Port. Tabang, good morning to you. My call, good morning. Sir. Hello, Tabang. Yes, thanks for taking my call and good morning. Yes. Yes, look, I I think what happened here uh, is regrettable. Mm. But but it is an indictment on the intelligence community and, and, and the police in this country. It is a serious indictment. In fact, it is an indication that uh, the so-called intelligence doesn't seem to exist. Um, if you've been hearing people talking to you that for days, and these things were obviously there in the public domain. So what kind of police force, what kind of intelligence does not put contingency plans in motion mm. to ensure that this is dealt with swiftly? But this is my point, Katie, and some of you in the media are also complicit. We've been saying throughout from time to time that any act of lawlessness needs to be met in the past. Be it illegal foreigners who have flooded the country, I've told you before, you go to town now, the face of the local trader is foreign. So these things, Casey, over time, are a powder keg. It's just a matter of time. It could have been Zuma issue. It could have been anything mm-hmm. that would spark this kind of riots that we are seeing. Mm-hmm. Up and until there's proper maintenance of the rule of law in this country. Mm-hmm. Look, it, it, what you're saying falls in line with um, some of the risk assessments that have been done by different entities. Uh, when it comes to those that have been predicting unrest in this country, they have pointed to attacks on non-nationals as being at the top of the list of things that could lead to, to unrest. But that's not the issue, Kathy. Mm. The issue is they are present in the country illegally. You need to deal with that, not the consequence. Mm. When, when you're mm. dealing with the attacks, you're mainly dealing with the consequence. Mm. The fact of the matter is, do you have an economy that can feed the rest of the continent? Do you have that? Okay. Surely Ta- not. Okay. So you need to deal with this. Tabang, I think the point has been made. Tabang calling us from out in Ruodeport. And I think what he's pointing us to is a lack of failure in terms of enforcement of the law across the board over time. Um, one of the, the the professors I was I was speaking with earlier on in, 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 in the week described it as a, a culture, a, a political culture of romanticizing violence. 
And how many times have, have we seen that in, in, in our communities and that it is allowed to happen and that there is very little consequence for what what takes place after it has happened. In Kabeha, let me go to Lituka. Good morning to you. Yes, good morning, Oscar. Yes. How are you today? I'm well, thank you, sir. No, that's fine. Mm. Uh, look, Alsikethi, uh, I just wanted to make a point here uh, in as far as the economic situation of the Eastern Cape, more especially here in Kabeha. Mm. And of course, I would like to commend the stance which has been taken by the taxi uh, community owners and the people at large of Eastern Cape, in particular Kabeha, mm. to make sure that uh, the business economy of the township and even the CBD areas is not being vandalized and destroyed as our counterparts in, in you know, in, in Kauteng and KwaZulu-Natal. Mm. I think it was the same decision. It showed maturity. It showed that people can 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 think uh, uh, in in uh, for, forward looking in making sure that the economy the economy is vibrant and it's growing. And you can imagine, this Kathy, what is going to happen to the the economic situation in KwaZulu Natal and the Gauteng, the economic hub of South Africa. In the in the coming future, with all the destruction which has happened now, mm. and you know, it's just uncalled for. It's uncalled for vandalism. So, uh, also, which I would like also to 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 commend is to to root out the elements which wanted to cause chaos and and, and violence mm. in the Eastern Cape. I really commend the tech, more especially the taxi industry, and the residents of, of more especially the New Brighton area. Mm. Uh, I really commend them, and I would I would also <coughs> urge, more especially the government, because uh, this empowerment thing, we really need to 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 make it happen, because. Uh, one of the, the the security of these malls is to make sure that you know uh, the communities, the people which are are living within the areas, like the other speaker said earlier on, that the security companies should be uh, people which are coming from the very same area of of that particular mall where it is situated, which is which is true at least we. We need to empower such people, uh, pe- uh, people of the very same area. And at the same time, we need to identify people which can be shareholders of, of, certain, of certain retail uh, shops within the, uh, the, the, the malling areas so that, you know, this empowerment uh, thing can be meaningful mm-hmm. for the people and people can, will be able to have, you know, that that sense of ownership, you know, that 
That's what I wanted to say, sister. All right. All right, Lituka. Thanks for calling in, calling us from out in Kabeha. And I think it is also important to emphasize the areas that have have, have really not participated where there has been such an active stance against the looting, against the criminality. We're going to wrap up today's show speaking to the chairperson for the CRL Commission, Professor David Mosoma. Professor Mosoma, good morning to you. Good morning, Ms. Kathy. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for being available to speak to us during this time. Let's talk yes. about the work that you are doing in communities right now. Uh, Kathy, um, because of the lockdown, we normally um, use the medium of um, uh, uh, video conferencing and other things. We're not able to go to the ground, which is what the real problem is. We are in the issues of investigation. We do that. Issues of um, um, mediation, we do. We use uh, also the the medium of uh, uh, media platforms uh, in order to reach. But where possible, we send out our teams for public education to different communities. Um, I think we have sent almost the teams to all the nine provinces. Mm-hmm. We are dealing with research also on matters such as uh, uh, marriages because uh, we are now a new bill is being prepared. The inputs into that uh, what, uh, that uh, um, bill. So we, we deal with a number of issues. That Professor, are yeah. our community. Uh, Professor Musoma, I'm going to ask you just to hang 10 for me. I want to take uh, this live briefing. Uh, the president is visiting the industrial areas that have been affected by this looting. And let's just take you to some of what is happening right now. Everything, everything, every. You don't, every you don't even, you don't even know if it's dangerous. There's wires connected to the tower. You just rip it apart. And if you shock, you shock. Bad luck. You just rip apart. You see toilet seats, plumbing, <laughs> copper pipe, pipes, everything they've ripped apart. So but luckily we stopped. They didn't burn it. They didn't because if we didn't stop them, they would have taken all the fish. They would have burned it. The chemicals would have gone the, off. The chemicals over. would have exploded. That's yes. So luckily we managed to to stop them just in time. Are you able to measure how big the the damage was? No, unfortunately. How many square meters is this? Uh, Fifty thousand. Fifty thousand. It's quite a big, a big place. Well, uh, brother. But thanks, Mr. Please. President. We really appreciate coming to grassroots level and come and have a look at the That's damage true. yourself. Yeah, we really absolutely. appreciate it. No, no, it's a, it's a pleasure. Thank but you. thank you very much for thank standing you, in defence. Yeah, I didn't work, sleep last night. Yeah, and working with our nice. forces here. Thanks, Mr. No, no, President. Thank you so much. Thank Stay you. well. Thank you. I'll tell Pumi I saw you. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Keep working. Cheers. Thank you so much. All right. That's the President of the Republic. All right, so he is in the Mobeni district in KZN, and I think if if I'm recognizing this particular individual well, it is uh, it is the area where there have been quite a few industrial sites hit, and this is the Bitvest warehouse where you would have seen, um, uh, uh, you know, hundreds of people coming through uh, to try and loot that particular warehouse in the last couple of of days, and so that's where uh, the president is this morning 
engaging with um, the, the the leaders, the managers of this factory and asking them about the scale and the extent of the damage. Uh, Professor David Mosoma is the chairperson of the CRL Commission. I will continue our conversation with you, Professor Mosoma. So you, you, you've been describing the fact that you do quite a lot of work in communities generally. But in the wake of this unrest, I imagine a lot of the focus has to move towards conversations that will bring stability to the country. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> uh, you may recall, I think, uh, Kathy, uh, I appeared on um, a, a newsroom for five um, just a week, uh, maybe a week ago and appealing uh, uh, to communities uh, to work together. It's as if we predicted this is going to be the case because we emphasize the importance of really um, using the values of the constitutions and the values that are enshrined in our own cultural way of life mm. to make sure that we, we weave together the tapestry of our life so that we can coexist side by side and, and of course, um, some of the communities were happy now. Those who are standing in defense of um, the properties and, and what, the, uh, the, what belongs to them, uh, it's part of the, our appeal that we, d- despite the fact that we are a, a community, a diverse community, we belong to South Africa. We need to coexist. We need to tolerate. We need to solve our problems through the medium of discussion, through the mid- peaceful means of discussion, of uh, engagement, deliberation, and many other forms. And, and this is what we're emphasizing, because uh, each and every uh, person uh, would have his or her own self-interest much more above the interests of society. But we want to create a situation where we have a common interest, and that common interest is predicated on our ability to protect um, the values of, of this uh, um, of, of our country mm. based on the constitution. How do we begin to ensure that that common interest is what is is resonating in people's minds and people's hearts, uh, especially in an environment where different fires are being stoked for whatever reasons? Uh, you will see, Kathy, uh, um, uh, we are still waiting for more analysis about the causes. Uh, there are a number of uh, opinions as what to the, the causes could be. It's about poverty, mm-hmm. it's about lack of employment, and, and, and so forth and so forth. But we have never seen this in history, unprecedented um, way in which people would, as if deliberately moving into an infrastructure mm. and beginning to dismember it, fearing nothing. We have never seen that. And we also ask, where is our Ubuntu? I, I know that um, we have challenges of poverty. We have challenges of unemployment. Is this the way to solve it? Because if we then create even more unemployment to those mm. who are gainfully employed now, what then happens to all of us? Don't we have a way in which we can um, protest and say, what is at the center of our protest is employment, it's about our participation in the economy, because we're not participating, and we want to register to government so that we must participate. Who must be co-owners of the economy? Nobody would say that is not a valid reason to protest. Mm. But is it a valid reason 
to destroy the very thing that uh, helps you the following money. So these are the, that's hence we're saying to our communities, be vigilant to protect the values of friendship, the values of, uh, of humanity, the values of tolerance and unity. These are the critical values which can actually keep us together so that we can fight whatever challenges we face, we face as a nation. How do you think we are going to begin to rise from the situation and, and rebuild and rebuild our country? I think first and foremost, it's to respect the Constitution. And I'm not so sure whether majority of us understand why this document called Constitution, what it demands of us. I'm not so sure about that. Secondly, is the role of education. The extent to which we have people who come from our institutions, who are not able to think and, and understand the, the analysis of an environment in which they find themselves. What is the role of education in all of this? And, and of course, uh, the, the unity of the community, working with government, finding solutions, because these solutions have to be common, common solutions to all of us. You talk about education and and the constitution and and you know when when you look at the work that has been done at least from a social justice perspective and the questions around the extent to which the constitution and its implementation has provided real dividends for the majority of people in this country many of course look at it and and say well the constitution doesn't mean anything to me because i still don't have access to some of the basic rights that are enshrined in the bill of rights so i cannot it it doesn't mean much to me I think that is the challenge. What is the dividend of the Constitution on the everyday life of our community? Mm. Um, Because if there's no dividend, it's like um, you have a book and you can read from it, but I don't see what it benefits to me. I think it is important to, to, to begin to see institutions of society, institutions of government, that needs to be make sure that they give practical effect to the uh, Bill of Rights, to the elements of the Constitution. Um, when we talk about human dignity, what do we mean? For instance, in a situation where women and children are continue to be um, uh, um, uh, violated, killed, and things like that, what then becomes the importance of human dignity in terms of what the Constitution prescribes? So these are the issues that we, we can only work these things together. Mm. Yeah, they, they can't. The solution is not in the sky. That's why Shakespeare says, uh, don't, "Don't worry. This, the, the solution is not in the stars, but it's in us." Professor David Mosoma, chairperson of the CRL Commission. Let me thank you for your time on the talking point today. So that's where we're going to leave it with him then for this morning. Before we round it up, a couple of your WhatsApp voice notes. It's amazing to me, Kate, that if you really investigate, some of the community members who are allegedly cleaning up are the very same people who were looting. To be quite honest, I, 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 I don't see, as much as this is an, an important turn of events, that people are actually taking the initiative to clean up and to protect their moors. Why couldn't people stand up and form a barricade against the avalanche of people who were striking in the first place so that none of this would have happened? 
Good morning, Kathy, to you and the viewers. My name is Nati from East London. You know, Kathy, uh, I think here I'm getting sick and tired of the people uh, justifying this thing as the result of, of, of poverty and, and unemployment. You know, people must be realistic, Kathy. People must be realistic. We suffered for so many years under Zuma because of the negligence from the people. They could see what Zuma was doing. But then they didn't act. Here we are today. People are blaming poverty. This thing has nothing to do with poverty. This is nothing from Island. And thank you, Cathy. The SACP is a living debt organization. It doesn't exist on the ground. They just depend on the ANC. No, we don't have to take them serious. I mean, without the ANC, they will not survive. They are now enjoying to be in the same blanket with the white monopoly capital. Hence, they are speaking all these things. Maribel Pope. Salam Kathir, this is Wisdom from Indwedu. I agree um, with my leader there who speak about um, the approach to be people when they come forth and they repent and return, then uh, they must not go to jail because the, it won't help us. Jails will be filled with people we are facing COVID and so forth. And I find so important that the church supposed to be really the foundation of this country. And I look that the church really has been oppressed in this country. And these are the consequences we see. And what we've been saying is religion, not the real of the church. Thank you. Bye. All right. That's where we're going to leave it for today on the talking point. I certainly hope that we will begin a different week next week. This week uh, is one for the history books, but I think one many of us are eager to move on from. It's midday. Sakina, over to you. Thank you, Kathy. Couldn't have said it better. And yeah, that's why I'm trying to channel whatever's happening out in Casablanca, uh, where Kaiser Chiefs, of course, will take on Al Ahli. I'm, I'm focusing on that at the moment. But good afternoon, everybody. It's Friday. It's the 16th of July, 2021. A very warm welcome to Updated Noon here on SAFM. Leading the conversation, I'm Sakina Kamwendo. It's day 476 of our nationwide lockdown. We're on adjusted level four. Now, coming up on today's show... The situation could have been much worse and our security forces came to the party and did the very best that Now we regret, obviously, we regret the situation that has resulted in this. This is not what we want to see in our country. And obviously we are going to have to re-examine everything that we do in defense of our people, in defense of the assets of the country. President Cyril Ramaphosa says that recent looting and vandalism incidents had nothing to do with ethnic mobilization and we continue to monitor the situation on the ground in KwaZulu-Natal and Gauteng. Please share your views with us, 41391, that's the SMS line number, charged at 150 per SMS. WhatsApp voice notes can be sent to 0826923909 or you can post your comments on Twitter or Facebook at Updated Noon using the hashtag Updated Noon. These and more stories coming up on this Friday edition of Updated Noon. First, though, the latest news with Luyanda Maome. SABC News. Independent and impartial.